Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. It is Realignment Palooza continuing. And now we've added a little, little extra element to it. We like to call Playoff Palooza because on Thursday night, we got George Klyavkov, the new Pac-12 commissioner, and he's kind of making his first, first waves as a conference commissioner by saying, you know, we need to slow down and reassess this playoff thing, this 12-team playoff proposal, because, well, I wasn't in the room when it was was done, and Greg Sankey was in the room when it was done, and Bob Bowles was in the room when it was done, and, and the SEC was in the middle of taking Oklahoma and Texas. And so we need to reassess it. And then Greg Sankey has fired back with, okay, what would you like to do? Because the SEC's cool staying at four, and the SEC's cool having some auto bids, but you got to add at-larges. So if you're the Pac-12 and you haven't gotten into the playoffs since 2016, what would you like to do? And Max Olson, this is... We knew this was going to happen. We knew this was going to be a logical offshoot of... Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, which, by the way, they were accepted in mm-hmm. as of 2025 on Thursday. But we knew this wink, was going to happen. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the, the 25, if, if the worst case scenario is July 1st, 2025. But we knew that there was going to be some sort of playoff pushback to the proposal that was made by Greg Sankey, Bob Bowlesby, Craig Thompson from the Mountain West, and... Jack Swarbrick, the Notre Dame AD, because because of the situation involving the SEC and the Big 12. Klyavkov has said this, you know, Larry Scott actually said this on his way out the door at the Pac-12. Klyavkov is saying it now. I, I'm curious what the Pac-12 would like to have the playoff be because there isn't really another option for them that gets them in every year. Yeah, I... And I think that, like, as much as, like, I, I appreciated the 12-team playoff proposal. I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty you know, fully baked and, and, and in some ways kind of had some elegant solutions to the problems. But you and, and I know you didn't love every detail of it, but you knew that, like, they weren't, like, when they put this out into the world, it wasn't going to be 100% approval rating. But that's not what this is about, clearly. It's not about no. the Pac-12 saying there are elements of this that are untenable to that. Don't, don't you think it – I mean, I guess is it sort of that jumping to conclusions of, wait a minute, is this SEC going to get six teams into the playoff? Do you think it's that kind of yeah. – that fear? Oh, I think that's exactly what it is. And here's the problem, though. You stay at four, there will be a year when they get three in. Mm-hmm. You go to eight, it's kind there, of crazy. There it hasn't will happened be a yet. year when they get five in. I mean, that that's you. You're going to have to accept that they have a lot of the best teams. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of the schools that care more about football than other schools. So they are going to have a lot of teams capable of making the playoff. I think maybe Max that it's it's them saying, "Hey, we want to be in the room when the decisions get made," which they will be, by the way, because the, these. This is still just a proposal. Even if they went ahead with this thing, there will be tweaks to it. And the Pac-12, the Big 12, the Big 10, they're all going to get a say in in the final product. So I, I guess yeah. my question for George Klyavkov, which he has not said yet, is what would you like it to be? Ideally, what would you want? Yeah, and I, I certainly there's... 
there's time and there's room for notes on this stuff clearly i mean that's that that seemed to be the message coming out of the meetings they held right it's like okay yeah we got to take this to more people we got to probably get everybody's take on this um but you're right i mean i I don't know what um you know i I don't know what fixes there there are out there that i mean you can't cap how many schools from one conference get into the 12 can you no who would agree to that the sec will say no yeah. I would assume the Big Ten and the ACC would also say no to that. Uh, but if you're the Pac-12, you can't have anything that doesn't have automatic bids and doesn't have at least five. So, Or maybe it's at least four, depending on what happens with the Big 12 now. But I, I would argue that you know we can, we can talk about the market value of teams and brand value of teams all you want. The eight that are left in the Big 12 are plenty strong compared to the Pac-12. There would be years where if it's four... That group of Big 12 teams, wherever they are, they're getting in over over the Pac-12. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, we back when it came out, you know, I did the thing of looking at what, what were the last 10 years of the 12-team playoff look like. And yeah, of course, there's a big disparity where um, the SEC has a ton, uh, Big 10 second, and then, and then the other leagues kind of all kind of bunched together in terms of how many they got. That kind of disparity exists if you're doing eight. It, mm-hmm. it exists if you're doing 16. I mean, that's just how it is. Well, I, I had a conversation with Greg Sankey, and this was this goes back to May. So this was the the details were out, but it was you know him basically talking about what they wanted in in the process, and their thing is they're fine staying at four because there are four at large spots. Mm-hmm. They want no system that has fewer than four at large spots. They are going to vote no, and remember. Everybody has to come to a consensus on this thing. So they're going to vote no on anything that has fewer than four at largest. So the, the smallest you could have is a 10 with six conference champs and four at largest. But then you only have, you know, you only have that one game. Or no, you'd have two games in that first weekend. Mm-hmm. And then you roll into a four, four game quarterfinal. It makes more sense to have four games and then four games. So. I, I just I think I it doesn't think they, seem they like an actual objection to the model, though. Really, was, I mean, correct. I, I, I unless he's wants to come forth and say, "Here's all the elements of this that I think are unfair or not ideal or whatever," yeah. and here's my proposal of an X team playoff that's better. Right. But it doesn't seem like it's really about that. I mean, he could say he wants an eight team playoff with eight conference champions, but that's never going to to get voted. No, on that's never going to get approved ever. So. Yeah. That they, I, I do think it's a little bit of okay. We want to have our say in this. We've got a new commissioner, and so let us throw out an idea or two, and, which I'm perfectly fine with. And and you know I'm the one who said I'll eat my hat if they don't get this thing started by 2023. But that was before the realignment started. Mm-hmm. Now I would be stunned if they did it before 2026. I it, it feels a little bit like that. You know that thing of like you know when you're making a deal or a trade or whatever. Like if both sides walk away a little bit unhappy, then that probably means it was fair. It was a good, good move. Maybe yeah. there's just sort of this like uh, tension now among these other leagues mm-hmm. of like, you know, man, Greg Sankey seems a little too happy with that model. Maybe we should be concerned about how, how beneficial trying, he sees it being down the road. Yeah. You know, in, ter- in terms of trying to win the national title in college football, Greg Sankey's going to seem entirely too happy about any of it. No, for about sure. Almost anything you could propose. Yeah. Because they're still going to be in the best position because they've collected the best group of teams. Yes. So 
that that's the the problem that everybody else has run up against. But I I do sense the the wanting to slow it down, which I totally get. I if I if I am the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the Big well the Big Twelve obviously because you want to see what you're gonna be. Yeah, and that may take. Like I think that may take a year or so to find out if they want to stick together and and make More. sure that yeah. Texas and Oklahoma pay as much as they can. So I would want to wait too. Plus, the Big Twelve just declared war on ESPN. Do you think they want to give ESPN exclusive negotiating rights to the playoff? <laughs> I don't think so. I think they want to give Fox a crack at that sucker. There's, trust me, there's, there's this is not conspiracy connecting the dots here. It's all it's all connected. It is, and I honestly wonder, Andy, like uh, this would probably be jumping a little head, ahead too much, but I mean, I thought the piece you and Nicole wrote uh, today on you know what is the SEC's end game and is it something almost inspired a little bit by the idea of Super League? Now, look, that's not going to happen next year, right? Like, it's not going to happen. Super quickly, yeah, but like is a, there some like part of that? To Twenty years from now, for sure. But is there some part of that where maybe this is? I think, and I think we knew there was going to be this reaction this week of the other commissioners, the new commissioners of these conferences, having to say, "Okay, what are they doing? And what, like, what do we need to start doing?" Um, but do you wonder if it's almost sort of that long-term fear too of like, what if you know by twenty-five, the SEC is some you know twenty-team league? Well, I, I do think there would be there would be concern, and and look, something came out on on Thursday that that should give people pause about that too. Uh, Florida State's got a, a retiring president named John Thrasher, and he gave an interview to the Tallahassee Democrat, and he basically said Florida State will not be left behind. And you know, look, the ACC has a grant of rights through through two thousand thirty six. Someone pointed me to the story that that. Again, more John Thrasher quotes, but this time from five years ago, uh, when the deal was made that there are look-ins in the deal, according Mm -hmm. to John Thrasher five years ago, and one of those look-ins is in 2021. So I don't know if they're at it. I mean, they they probably would have been past that point. I would think it would have been around July or, you know, the first of July, but we'll we'll see. We're going to have to check with the ACC folks and find out exactly where that is, and I think there's a lot of people wondering about that, wondering about the state of the ACC contract because, again, if that contract holds up, nobody's getting anybody out of the ACC. No nobody's doubt. leaving. Yeah. But if it doesn't, who? No, I Clemson, think nobody wants Florida to not State, be on TV for 15 years, for example. Yes, cor- correct. <laughs> yeah. There's, ain't nobody going anywhere if that contract is, is, is rock solid. But, but you talk about Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina – NC State, Virginia Tech, these are all these are all programs that people would find quite a bit of value in. So it, it's it's one and of those that, things and that's where the, that's what we're getting into here. This is just going to be a phase of this of like trust no one and mm-hmm. go into your war room and figure out what 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 is the long term plan here. We'll be right back after these words. Now, I'm curious to talk to you because you talked to Bob Bowlesby on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Like I just said, the Big 12 and Bob Bowlesby declared war on ESPN. I'll, I will read you from the letter. This is a letter that, that Bob Bowlesby and his magnif- magnificent signature sent to Burke Magnus, who's the president of, of programming and original content at ESPN. And it says, Dear Burke, it has come to my direct attention that ESPN, the current business partner of the Big 12 Conference, has taken certain actions that are intended to not only harm the Big 12 Conference, 
but to result in financial benefits for ESPN. Setting aside ESPN's potential involvement in the recent announcement by the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma that they intend to leave the Big 12 Conference in 2025, as to which we reserve all legal rights, I'm aware that ESPN has also been actively engaged in discussions with at least one other conference regarding that conference inducing additional members of the Big 12 Conference to leave the Big 12 Conference. You and I both know that's the American Conference that he's talking about. And that is, if you want to go down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, the, the dots are not hard to connect. No. If the American were able to pry away a lot more of the Big 12 or all of the rest of the Big 12, then Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC free and clear. The American, which has an exclusive deal with ESPN, gets a much stronger lineup. And, and ESPN you know, consolidates ESPN and saves hundreds wins. and hundreds of millions of dollars. Yes. Yes, exactly. So you have you have that right there. Now, ESPN fired back on Thursday uh, in no uncertain terms. Burke Magnus <laughs> did not <laughs> did not play on this thing. So I am uh, I am calling up the uh, the note from ESPN because the, the, the headline on it was "Come at me, bro." Basically, basically, yes. I think that was the the best way to describe it. So. There's a line in here that I'm going to use for everything from now on, by the way. So this is this is from Burke Magnus. Dear Bob, this response to your letter dated July 28, 2021. The accusations you have made are entirely without merit, apart from a single vague allegation that ESPN has been, quote, actively engaged in discussion with at least one other, unquote, unnamed conference, which ESPN disputes. Your letter consists entirely of unsubstantiated speculation and legal conclusions. To be clear, ESPN has engaged in no wrongful conduct and thus there is nothing to, quote-unquote, cease and desist. We trust this will put the matter to rest. I'm going to use we trust this will put the matter to rest for everything that I would like to put to rest, but no will not be put to rest by me saying that. Yes. that that's I, I am a new parent. Do you think that will work on my son as he grows up? <laughs> son, I trust we will put the matter of the peas all over the wall to rest right now. And they will, and, and the airplane will go in your mouth. The matter, the matter of me picking you up late from daycare. I trust that we will put that to rest. <laughs> um, it, it, look, it is so ba- basically, basically, the this is the legal equivalent of did so, did not. Yeah. Well, look, and and there's a part of that that's not in the letter um, that Bob Bowlesby said to me, and I'm sure several others yesterday, which is he called this. Uh, tortuous interference. Now, I didn't go to law school, but I am aware that uh, in in the legal world, those are fighting terms, and uh, that there will uh, be lawyers. I I do wonder, Andy, if this will almost cause like a, a round of realignment for Dallas area lawyers, because you know there's going to be a lot of action going on with the Big Twelve here in the years ahead. Yeah. Um. But so so will this lead to legal action? And like, what is the sort of the long term end game there of um, you know, taking the step of of literally, you know, biting the hand that feeds you. Um, in terms yeah, of how let's, this whole let's thing ask works. the more practical question because the Big Twelve wants to stay together. Th- those eight teams presumably would. Well, we don't know if all eight teams would like or schools would like to stay together. We know Bob Bowlesby and and everyone who works for the Big Twelve office would love for the league to stay together because nobody wants to lose their job, obviously. Right. So, assuming, let's say they do stay together. Because I do, I do think there's a path where those eight stay together, grab yeah. some other schools, and and continue doing business as the Big Twelve. 
you're never at, at a reduced value, now. obviously, but still staying in business. Right. But except you have no leverage. If, if it's ESPN and Fox, now so there's another bidder in the marketplace, great. But if it's just ESPN and Fox, which is mostly who's been bidding on this stuff, ESPN's not going to bid on it now. Or they're going to lowball you. Right, right. I, I raised this concern to Bob Bullsby. I pointed out that, that you know, it's our understanding from people we've talked to, Andy, that um, as soon as the day comes that the Texas and Oklahoma, you know, exit the conference, whether that's 25 or 23 or who knows, um, that the TV networks can, you talk about look-ins, the, 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 the network can approach you and say, look, we're not paying 100% anymore. And so what are we going to pay? Um, and I, I brought that up to him that obviously um, that has to factor into his decision-making to uh, take aim at the ESPN like this and, and do a very public deal like this. And he he acknowledged that and said he feels like he's still, this is the right thing to do. And that was, if you ask me like, what is the, the long-term end game he's got here? He didn't tell me. I mean, I, he, his, what he said repeatedly was, you know, they crossed the line. This is wrong. Um, he feels strongly that ESPN has, a very manipulative role in realignment past and present and that uh, they deserve to be called out for this. And he, he feels that he has, um, you know, irrefutable, irrefutable proof that this has occurred now. Um, don't know what that is. And I guess we'll see, do they take that next step of, uh, of um, you know, suits, I guess. What do you think? I mean, as a reporter, I'm all for filing lawsuits and I'm all for discovery because we get all kinds of juicy bits out of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think either party wants that to happen. Uh, I'm pretty sure. And I asked him, what is, what is, I mean, you know, just literally what is the desired effect of sending this letter? And he said that they stop. And so, you know, does that, does that work? Does that lead? I mean, the AAC is still, I mean, as they bragged about over the weekend to the athletic, like they are looking to poach and, I'm sure they will proceed in attempting to do so, um, whether that's three or five or all eight of them. Um, but I think the desired effect here is that they back off and um, or that ESPN stop puppeteering that but, and that the Big 12 has a better chance ES- of trying to survive this. What is ESPN supposed to stop there? If Look, if, if the American already knows what ESPN is going to pay them if they get this team, this team, this team, and this team. Right. Then you're not unringing. ESPN that. doesn't have to do anything else. <laughs> right. You know, I understand. there's yeah. nothing else ESPN. There's no nothing ESPN can say or do that will change anything at that point. Like it's the the American goes to those schools with an offer, and they either say yes or no. And and my yeah. guess, I'm just thinking out loud here. I if I'm those Big Twelve schools, and I know that. It, as long as I can stay together through 2025, I'm going to get 38 million, and, and that number goes up over you know, the life of a contract. So, yeah. you know, 40 million bucks a year, then I'm just going to stay together. And look, the the Americans going to be there. It ain't, it ain't like the Americans going anywhere. So, right, you could just say, Mike Oresco, thank you for your offer. We're going to chill here, and if we need you in two years, we'll let you know. Like. I'm not sure right. what else there's to do. <laughs> right. And that's, that is, um, you know, that is the, you know, the path here that, that gives the big 12 a chance to survive that, um, you know, now look, if, if 
people, if the Pac-12 or ACC come for members of the Big 12 and and destabilize it more, then yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get really messy. And that's what Texas and Oklahoma would love to see because they uh, would love for the dissolution of this league, so they don't have to pay anything. Um, but um, if they can, and I wrote about this at the start of the week, but if and, and it's still true, if they can stick together and under, like you said, that shared goal of let's collect this money that Texas and Oklahoma both are not making and owe us and, you know, hang together that, that, that as soon as they leave the conference, I think I wouldn't be surprised if the big 12 looked into expansion it, again, is, is the big 12 going to be making 40 a year in that new, new league? No. And, and they're sort of hoping that can can we be like half that? Then maybe that, <laughs> that just is what it is. But um, I think they still hope that that's a better outcome than people having to go, you know, to the AAC or Mountain West. Yeah, and all they have to do is trust one another, and I think that's that's the thing. It's it's you know, Mike Oresco is going to try to do the the cop trick of take them into separate rooms and and see if they how much they trust one another, right. and if they do, then I think they would be okay, and and they will make more money in the long run that way than just jumping to the American now, that, that seems like the, the panic move right there because yeah. you can jump to the American later and cash some big checks. Or you can take the best of the American into your own league, which, look, from a TV perspective, it may not be that different either way. But Fair point. it being your league and them being the new guys does mean something. Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, you talk to folks in the big 12 and they again, point out the, you know, the a five status. Now, you know that that can change obviously, but they, I think they still feel like this is, we, we they, I think there's still a confidence among Bob Bowles being the leadership there that it's more likely that they are going to be uh, importing than exporting. Now we'll see, yeah. you know, if, if, if the PAC 12 or somebody wants to do something bold and, and give these schools, a great option, then that's going to change the whole dynamic. And you've seen, you know, every school's doing whatever they got to do. You've seen TCU has now gone to meet with Greg Abbott. I'm sure he's tried to assure all the Texas schools, Hey, we will exert our influence to try and help you out. But what is that, you know, what is that outcome that they're going for? I guess we'll see. Yeah. I, and I don't know what, what Greg Abbott can do. I know Ann Richards, when she was the governor helped squeeze Baylor into the, into the big 12. So you can lean on politicians and, and maybe get some results, but it's not going to stop Texas or Oklahoma from going to the SEC. No. Now, now really, it does, it does come down to the lawyers for Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, we, we didn't mention this. We probably should mention Thursday, or I guess we mentioned it briefly, but Thursday the SEC voted unanimously to accept the invitation or accept the, the bids from Texas and Oklahoma, or to, I guess, to extend them invitations, however you want to describe it, it's happening. But now we just wait and see when they actually play. I I keep saying they play this year, obviously in the big 12, they play a zombie year next year. And then everybody's so sick of one another that the, the other eight just hand them a number and say, write this check and we're out and, and we'll let you go. And they do that. But and and Bullsby's take on that, and and they're going to continue to take a hard stance on this. We'll see how it actually is when they get behind closed doors. But his stance, what he told me was, uh, I know they're going to try to get out as soon as possible, and 
it'll be interesting to see what they try. If you are the eight, you should try to make them stay until 2025. Yep. You should try to make them, you should squeeze every penny out of them you can. Yes. I, I really, I, I firmly believe and, that. And that needs to be reminded to people when you say like, and, and I know we've had a lot of conversations about like, well, do you do you eat up the AAC or do they eat up you? That This is still very important to the Big 12 members, not just for their long-term security, but also f- to make Texas and Oklahoma pay for what they did. Mm-hmm. Well, and also you're not going to have the opportunity more than likely to make this kind of money again. Right. So right. make it while you can. But that, again, and we keep talking <laughs> also, about this. we are still coming off a pandemic. So you will take as much as you can possibly get. Exactly. But we, we, they've just got to trust each other. And you and I have covered this enough to know that it's really hard to get eight schools, whether they, they could love each other to death today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But eight schools to trust one another for that many years, that would be four years of trusting one another. Yes. Yes. With no better options arising at any point in those those years. And um, yeah, it's hard to get eight to collude together. Uh, one, one I, I think that, you know, there's also like part of this process right now is also a reality check of do we have a lot of value individually as, yeah. a, as an institution or do we need to realize when we actually get this feedback from other leagues or networks or whatever, hmm, yeah, we we're worth a lot more bundled than we are the sum of you know the actual parts of this. Well, and and that's the other thing is I still think there's a lot of leagues, a lot of schools processing this information. But and by the way, I could be wrong about that. The the Texas schools could find that bundle them together, and there's value or there's interest there or or. Those three well, in Oklahoma so State. I, I guess we'll see right. if, if somebody wants to make that kind of a bold move. I have heard people say the Pac-12 can add value by planting a flag in the state of Texas. Now, what a TV network's going to say is, how much of the state of Texas are you giving me? Right. If it's, you know, if it's Texas Tech and, and TCU and Oklahoma State, how much of the states of Texas and Oklahoma did you just give me? And you know, now... And does that I mean think, you're suddenly recruiting Dallas and, and Houston incredibly well? Not really. Not with Texas and OU in the SEC now, you know? And Texas A&M still there. And, and yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot to deal with. So I don't know if that that's a move that, that the Pac-12 would make. I still think if you are the Pac-12, the Big Ten, the ACC, you don't do anything that isn't going to make all your members more money. And the only move on the board right now with the exception of Notre Dame joining a conference, which they're not, is you get the top of the Pac-12. The top of the Pac-12 will make somebody else more money. But there's a, a long history of those te- those schools sticking very hard together, and they just wouldn't. They might just say flat no because we we assume this is always about money, but it's not always about money. Some schools are different in 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 terms of this. It, it's not necessarily the highest paycheck, but the problem is en- you get enough schools making these decisions and it eventually ultimately all becomes about money because let's say we'll, we'll give you Kansas and Iowa State as examples. Those are AAU members, members of the American or the Association of American Universities. So prestigious mm-hmm. academic coalition, basically the, the price of admission to the Big Ten. You need to be in there for the Big Ten to consider you. I know Nebraska is not in there anymore, but they were when they got in. Mm-hmm. Are you dissing the, my education the, from Nebraska, by the way? I am not. <laughs> okay. I am not. 
You right, they were forward. in when you when you graduated. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It, it is stamped on my degree. So, I I would hope. That's what I gotta check. I, I think Florida was in when I graduated. I I know they they got in a little bit later, but I think they it's were. It's like if you hold it up to the light, you can see the yeah. seal burned in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. I have to find my <laughs> diploma somewhere. It's it's got coffee stains. It's like on a dollar it, bill. But, yeah, right. Sure. But yeah. So so but Iowa State and Kansas make geographic sense for the Big Ten, but do they make financial sense for the Big Ten? And and by that I mean the Big Ten is going to be sitting there splitting up a, a massive pot once they do this next TV deal, where each school may be getting sixty million dollars a year or more, and so would each of those schools allow them to make yet another 120 million or 125 or 130 million on their total deal? If they can't, then if I'm Indiana, if I'm Minnesota, if I'm Northwestern, I'm like, why would I do this? Well, I, and I think we probably should like acknowledge that, um, you know, what, what Greg Sankey just did uh, in getting unanimous support for this it's easy when it's Oklahoma and Texas. It's going to be hard for anybody else, right? Like they had to deal with AM and AM being upset. And I'm I'm sure there are other members of the SEC that look at look at the big picture here and say, well, wait, Texas and Oklahoma coming. I mean, that, that makes it harder for us to be successful in football. But he's still got all 13 or 14 on board there. I think that's just going to be hard to do for these other new commissioners in their leagues to uh, to rally that kind of uh, unanimous support for a move that, like you said, may have a little bit of like, you know, real uncertainty about the short term versus long term, uh, you know, value. Yeah. And and it's tough because, I you know, a lot of these schools like each other. Their presidents like each other. They get along. And this is a this is almost like asking people to prom like. Somebody's going to say no if they want to go with you. And well, it's and you know, you, you mentioned the Thrasher comments, and one of them was that, like, hey, we in the ACC need to know that, like, football is king and act accordingly, right? That's not how everybody feels throughout these conferences. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's not how everybody in the ACC feels. Sure. And if I'm Florida State and Clemson, I probably feel a little out of place. Now, Florida State had chances to join the SEC. You know, the SEC came along in the early 90s and said, Hey, we're going to pair you up with Arkansas. Come on in. Florida State said no. The SEC went to South Carolina. Uh, so the, the, it's not like they didn't have a chance, but the, they they looked at – and the factors were very different then. The SEC was not what it is now. It's a completely different scenario at that point. But but Clemson – I mean, you go to that campus. You go to a game there. You That is an SEC school. Let's be perfectly honest. Yeah. It acts – and plays and spends like an SEC school. And so they're probably sitting there going, I'm not sure our values align with Boston College. Well, so yeah, what what is that alternative? I mean, and TV deal, you know, factored in certainly, but is that, you know, the, let's let's see, <laughs> you know, what what is the door to uh, going to the SEC who's with us? I, I think. I mean, hey, we have, know the gentleman's agreement was a was uh, you know not right. a thing. Well, we know that's gone now. Yes, yeah, that, that's that's done. I think you'd have to have some inside information or a serious set of stones to go against that ACC grant rights. Yeah, because if you if you miscalculate that, it's bad, bad, bad. Now, 
look, if Clemson tried it or Florida State tried it, I'm sure the ACC would would be mad, but ultimately would welcome them back in because it's not like they're gonna kick them out because that would give them what they want. So, but it's not if that thing holds up, it ain't gonna get you what you want. No. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Do you feel like the Pac-12 is is now, I mean, with all due respect to what the SEC's done, is, is the Pac-12 now kind of the main player in terms of next move? I don't, I'm just not sure what move works for them. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking to Dennis Dodd from CBSSports.com, and he made a good point. He says the key is USC. And I hadn't thought about it that way. But, you know, you look at USC, and they were very mad at the way the Pac-12 had been run fairly recently, at the amount of money the Pac-12 network kicked back to the the schools, and about just a a variety of issues within the league. And I know there there was a time when you probably could have talked them into considering independence or or considering yeah. another option. Yeah. And, and and honestly, USC might be one of the few that could go independent and make it work. They play Notre Dame every year. They play BYU every year. I don't think they get blackballed by the Pac-12 schools. I think I think several Pac-12 schools would play them every year. And then they could barn they could have like a Notre Dame style barnstorming tour where they do play on the other side of the country multiple times for recruiting purposes and for visibility purposes. Now, I don't know that Clay Helton's the the leader you want if that's your your plan, but they could do that. They 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 could make that work or could they say why don't we do to, you know call the Big 10 like Texas and Oklahoma called the SEC and just see what they can make work. Now, you you know what I say. Big Ten should take half the Pac-12. But realistically, Pac-12 presidents have have historically stuck together. Mm-hmm. And they've not been the type that would say, we're just going to abandon half the conference. So I do wonder if USC looks into this and says, what's our move? Yeah, it's funny because I was the way I asked you that, I was I, you know, I was trying to refer to the fact that it seemed like uh, Klyovkov is, is looking at this and saying, we've got some options, we're getting calls. You know, there's there's certainly well, they're, they're getting calls. These I just don't ideas know what their of is, is there a you know I think another one is is there a Big Twelve partnership or merger that's you know beneficial to both? I think it's a fun football league if you do that. I'm just not sure how much TV. Like if you could get Fox, but to but you took it as USC bailing on the conference, and that's oh yeah that puts you in a well, different situation US, for sure. USC is the only one that has really expressed outrage at the conference. Mm-hmm. Where, where it's just been sort of naked and unbridled. Everybody else, there have been complaints, but it's like, we're complaining, but we're here. We love this place. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. USC, it felt a little different. So that, that's... They, the they'd reason, like to but, make more than a crisp $20 bill off their TV network, for example. Exactly, exactly. Because USC's third-tier rights would be extremely valuable on no the doubt. open market. So as, as we learned during that season of Ballers, which made no sense because... We all know how college television rights deals work, but I uh, I can admit I just, that I I felt uh, that 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 show actually jumped the shark before that season, and and I was out at that point. So credit to you for Max, sticking the, with it. That show that show jumped the shark in the pilot. 
you just had yeah. to sort of ride the shark the rest of the way. <laughs> but they just kept getting bigger but, sharks. Exactly. And Rob Cordrew was was water skiing <laughs> over all of them. But yes. But no, I so if I could get Fox to tell me, because here, here's the other part of it. Guess who's not going to give them a bunch of money for a merged product that includes part of the Big 12? Uh, I don't know. Who are you thinking? I don't think ESPN's going to give them much money for that. This is, a, I mean, what this is like kind of the weird thing now, right? It's like, what what do we make of this relationship? What is the payback so, for this? Well, I mean, okay, so if they were to leave and go to the Pac-12, I guess they are leaving the Big 12 Conference office behind, and ESPN's anger would be with the Big 12 Conference office. But I worry that they're, you know, again, I worry that ESPN lowballs any of that bunch because they say, well, you are you were trying to smear us, and you were threatening to sue us, and or did sue what us that does what yeah. that does is brings down what Fox would give you too. Yeah, because Fox doesn't have to pay as much now. But I see what no, you're putting if, if down. Fox, yeah, if Fox tells the Pac-12 that if you take some of the, the the parts of the Big 12, like Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, I'm not sure who else. If the, a couple more, however however they decide to split it up, and again. What I'm proposing is exactly what the Big 12 is saying that ESPN did to them. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think TV networks meddle in this stuff, but keep going. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I like the I li- the deadpan is is brilliant. You you have a great We're deadpan. We're taping this actually. late at night. I mean, this is, I'm yeah. sorry. This is where I'm at. It's been a long okay, week, my so, friend. I know, I know. So, but I do think if, if Fox sent a smoke signal out that said, if you add these teams that were in the Big 12, these programs that were in the Big 12, we will give you all the same or more than you make now when we when we do your next TV deal. Yeah. And you guys can do whatever you want with your third-tier rights. You can sell them to us. We'll make a network out of them. You can sell them individually like the Big 12 did, which I don't think is a terrible idea because I think that would make USC very, very happy mm-hmm. and, and very, very content to stay then, yeah, you do that. I just don't envision that scenario happening. And that, I guess, what is the big motive of that? Is that just to say we are guaranteeing that we are perceived to be right there with the SEC and Big Ten? But they wouldn't be, and we'd all know that. Right. But, and that that's my concern with the Pac-12 in general, is, is a if it becomes more isolated from the national picture, I don't know how you get back. And that's why I keep saying some of those guys need to go to the big 10 because then they're in the national picture. Then the West coast is in the national picture, but you can By make the, way, the argument. If, if you are gobbling up the big 12, then aren't you also pretty stoked about the 12 team playoff? You should be. Yes. Right. Well, and, and if you're staying in the Big 12, if the eight just want to stay as the Big 12, why? Here's a, here's a thought, and I know this is going to sound insane. Just stay eight. Yeah. And if yeah, they I give mean, you your conference table, champ is still going to have a chance. Yes. I mean, over a ten year period, I mean, you're going to get that in what seven times, eight times, maybe stay, a year when you stay have two. Eight. Schedule hard out of conference. Because yeah. you're going to have five out-of-conference games. And maybe 
you get you're getting a your champ in every year. I think there's a really good chance of that with that group of teams. And then and then you feel like, well, we control our destiny more than if we bring UCF or Houston or Cincinnati in and suddenly they get as good as us too. Correct. Now, here's the question. Would the other conferences be cool with that? Would they be like, well, I mean, you're only going to have eight? Right. No, it's that's a it's a great point. And and it, does that kind of put you in that that uh that no man's land in terms of status? Well, I I think they're middle class either way. If they stay eight, Pac-12 is going to be a type of middle class, maybe a higher paid version of middle class. And honestly, outside of Clemson, most of the ACC is that that too because everybody else is so far behind the Big Ten and the SEC. Right. It's power. It's power too, and and everybody else has to deal with it. But that doesn't mean you can't set up a playoff because again, when we talk about this stuff, we are talking about brands. We are talking about television payouts and all that. It doesn't necessarily mean we're talking about what happens on the field. There's a scenario where Oregon gets really good and can beat the teams in the SEC and can beat Ohio State and can beat yeah. the best in the Big Ten, or a scenario where USC gets really good, or a scenario where where Oklahoma State gets really good and can do all this stuff. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't play with them. Now, it will be hard because most of the teams we're talking about can't play with them now. Right. But it doesn't mean it can't be done. Yeah, and that's that's what we talk about in all this stuff, right, is, is you want to grant more access. But it, you're right. I mean, it's still going to end up being pretty similar outcomes. I would think so. And but that that's my thing about the playoff has always been that this is not about finding the most deserving teams that can win the national title. That's what the fourteen one if you're gonna do twelve, you're doing it, it is an entertainment product. You are doing it to entertain people and to provide a good television product. And I do think that would be a good television product. And part of the reason why it would be good is there's new blood in it just about every year. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and the commissioner doesn't come from, you know, this world of being being in, you know, college athletics forever and climbing up that ladder. He comes from events. Yep. And and so perhaps he and Greg Sankey and will other have things. Some I'm not coffee. trying to knock his resume at all, yeah. obviously, but per- perhaps George I think he looks at well, this he's, at, he's been in television too. Yeah. And he's been in streaming. Yeah. He's worked at Hulu. So he, he understands a lot of the factors that play really well, I would imagine. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what his ideas are. I want to hear them because that's the thing. You keep saying you want to reevaluate the playoff because you weren't in the room. Okay, cool. I want to know what you want out of it. What's your idea for it? You can say you don't like this one, but you need to come with something better or this is the one you're going to get. You know, maybe... Maybe it's as simple as looking at the landscape and seeing that that big old knife and Bob Bullsby's back and saying, maybe we shouldn't all get steamrolled here in, in the short-term future of college athletics. Exactly. But but the thing is, if you want automatic bids, you have to give up at-larges. Yeah. That is that is how it's going to go. So at some point, George Klyavkov and Greg Sankey will have coffee. And George will say, well, Greg... We'd like our say in this. And Greg will say, what would you like, George? 
And Greg will say, we want to make sure one of our teams gets in. And Greg will say, good. How about six auto bids? And George will say, that sounds great, Greg. And Greg will say, good. The only way I will agree with that is if you give me six at-larges. <laughs> and you know what Greg's yeah. going to say after that? You know what, you know what sentence he's going to say right after he says that? He's going to say, we trust this will put this matter to rest. There it is. And scene. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll be back with Ari on Monday unless something crazy happens sooner, and then we'll drop an emergency podcast. But it's still reliant Palooza, but we might turn back toward actual football. I think we need to do that, Max. It's, we're, we're only a month away from week zero now. There's a big 10 game week zero. Like a Big Ten conference game, week zero. I think at some point here, I, I, I'm, I think in a few days, we're going to look at our watches and be like, holy crap, it's August. Uh, I, I, on, do t- I, I, I believe, yes. Uh, people, the people are listening to this on July 30th. I, I, I would say in exactly two days, they will look at their watches <laughs> and say, holy crap, it's August. So, but you're and right. And then somehow, I guess we'll compartmentalize all this and just preview this season? The real normal season? Until Brett McMurphy calls some some uh, conference commissioner on a Saturday morning right before the games and goes, hey, do you know these two teams are leaving? Because that happened like four times the last time around. So it yeah. it's it's never ending. I, I didn't think this, this round was going to happen, but there are more moves to be made. I don't honestly know when they're going to get made. So we're going to keep talking about it, but... Yeah, we're going to start transitioning back into into actual football and until somebody else pulls the pin on another realignment grenade. So we'll see what happens. Max Olson, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs>